0: has been going on Uh, I finished my senior recital I think the last one I recorded was before my prelim which was three weeks before the recital so it's been a while Um, it went really well I finished it I was very proud of it Um, and since then it's been nothing but playing whatever I want and uh, just having fun gigging a little bit and trying to finish school. Um, I think that this is a really crucial point in my life that I don't really know what's going to go on yet, but I guess I'll figure it out at some point. Um, But I am joined today by my good friend Jordan Sayes. Uh, We have been friends for about three and a half years now, four years I actually don't remember how we met at all, so um, maybe he remembers because mm. I don't. I met his now wife first, his then girlfriend,
1: um, so. Uh, I think you were uh, you were hitting on a girl, and Maggie was friends with. I think that's how we met. I think I, no, you're right. You're right. I think you are right. Just uh, before we before we jump too far into this, this episode will be called Jordan Says, right? Yeah. Okay. So I thought it's like number zero zero
0: seven dash jordan says
1: oh so it's like 007 jordan double says. yeah you're 007 wow
0: james bond is my guest today um <laughs> daniel craig
1: <laughs> i've never got to use my last name as a pun on purpose you're right so we get this episode has to be called jordan says jordan ah that's the joke
0: you know what i'm gonna insert laughter right there <laughs> in the laugh track um yeah, I just uh now that I'm sitting here actually talking about it, I can't believe this much has been going on. Uh I leave for London in twelve days uh for to march in the London New Year's Day parade. And uh
1: You've played your last home game
0: too. Played my last home game as a member of the McNeese marching band. you cry a little bit? No. Mm. I was super glad it was over. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was under the impression last year that I was done. I wasn't going to do marching band this year. Mm. Um, That's because I was a senior already and I didn't really need to do it. Um, But what happened was the London thing came up after the season was over. Mm. So I signed up again. It was a lot of fun. Um, Definitely something to remember. Definitely something to uh take away from uh my experience here and I only got one more semester left. I wrapped up this semester last week and from that point it has been just playing drums, playing music, maybe a little video games, but you know, it's all good. Uh what you been up to? You just got married. Jordan got married in no- late November. Nope. Early no- November. November 4th. November 4th, you're right. Okay. I was there. I couldn't make it. <laughs> Yeah, bad friend. Ooh, no, I had a football game. Marcher man. Yeah, um, Jordan went to New Zealand for three weeks.
1: Three weeks, yeah, New Zealand. New Zealand. What'd you do there? I uh, would just drove around, saw cool things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, spent uh, three weeks just literally exploring as much of the island as we could, both islands, north and south checked islands. Checked out Lord of the Rings stuff. Oh yeah, definitely went to Hobbiton. Mm-hmm. I was a Hobbit for a day. It's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how's the uh how are the people that's what i want the
1: kiwis to the kiwis are extremely chill super laid back like i was um i was renting a car driving around and i, I wanted to extend my rental on the car and I, I called hertz up there and i was like hey I, I need to change the dates on my return and she was like oh, okay i'm not in the office and i was like oh well um like do i need to call back tomorrow she's like no just just drop it off whenever i was like do i need to pay anything she's like it'll be charged to your card all oh, right, Okay. So just don't worry about the car. Just Thanks, pal. Bring it back whenever. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's how everybody was. Everybody was just really laid back. Nothing's a big deal. Nobody's in a hurry. It's great.
0: Man, and there's not that many people over there. No. No,
1: not at all. There's, there's not that many cities. It's, it's mostly just Auckland. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, this weird town called Invercargill. Invercargill. Yeah, I'm probably not saying it right, but well. um, Queenstown was nice. Not a lot of people there. Though. It's about the size of Lake Charles. It's just on a super nice lake in the middle of the mountains. No predators? No predators. Nothing can kill you there unless you fall off a mountain, I guess, or something. <laughs> or you get some like uh, rogue koala bear? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're koala bears. That's Australia. Oh, okay. Sorry about it. If I anyone's. know they
0: get super defensive when you confuse the two, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. They're like, no, we sound different. Right. What? No. <laughs> I want to make my way over there. Uh, I'm super jealous you went. Of course, I told you that. Yeah. Other points, but we
1: literally had some people that were, I, I think, a little bit mad. Like when I got back, they're like, "Look, I'm glad you're home, but I can't talk to you right now. Um, I'm How gonna th- talk about it later." Dare they? Yeah. Well, they really did that. Yeah, some people. Wow. But you know it was what? if you're listening to this
0: and you did that, <laughs> just be happy for the guy. All right.
1: It's cool. I won't go back for a, a long time. It was very expensive. Yeah. And honestly, the, the food tickets, the man. food just wasn't very good. Oh, I'd imagine. I missed my southern cooking. It's not
0: it's nothing like you know. It's not like people are like you should go to New Zealand for the cuisine. Right. You know. No, definitely not. But, and, and I don't think they say that for Australia either. No. Pretty much the only place they say that for is like different U.S. cities. Mm-hmm. You know, I in fact that's one of the things I'm worried about when, and when we go on the trip, I was like, ah, dude, I'm not gonna find any good food at all. Like, I'll try fish and chips, obviously, because I'm an American. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm uncultured. So, um, but I'll, that's one thing I'm like, well, I heard the coffee sucks, too. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Hope you like tea. Man. Hot I tea. I might just bring my own coffee. But. uh. I hear breakfast is good over there. Yeah. Like the an English muffin or something. Pastries. They do have a muffin. It's true.
0: I. I. Well, in fact, it was your wife who told me the coffee sucks. Mm. So, And she's been everywhere. She's been to London a few times. Yeah. yeah. Spending New Year's over there. Yeah. Um, I am going to see a play on their version of Broadway, the West End. I'm seeing Les Mis in the Queens Theater. Mm. pretty excited for that. It's going to be good music, good time. Uh, me and my lady are going over there. Um, the last night we're there, in fact. So it's going to be something to look forward to. Um, I'm seeing Oxford. The Royal Academy of Music, uh, the London Eye, the big Ferris wheel thing. (laughs) Uh, Then we're doing a tour of Downton Abbey. A bunch of tours, in fact. I'm more excited for Oxford than anything. I've always wanted to look at that. But
1: you guys mostly going to be in the city. You're not going to go in the countryside at all.
0: No, not really. Um, They don't really. They. I mean, actually, in, in all reality, like we have a lot of freedom. Like, as long as we're in, like, groups, Mm -hmm. I think, of, like, four or five. But, um, they're handing us a card, and and it's going to have, like, 25 bucks in what they call the tube, which is their subway system and their bus system, and you just go on, swipe your card, and you're good. You go wherever. Um, Apparently, 25 British pounds is a lot of travel money over there, so, Hmm. um... They they deal in pounds or euros. Pounds. Okay. Ever since the Brexit thing. Uh, makes
1: sense because I think. Yeah, had oh really? Mm-hmm. They never switched to euros. This is why I have Wesley here. Mm. <laughs> uh. So I think the euro right now is pretty much a direct um, trade with U.S. dollars. I believe right now. Yeah, the British pound right now is worth a dollar thirty-five. Okay.
0: I think that's ha- accurate. Um, because when we bought those tickets to the West End, I was like, whoa, because it was it was ninety-two. Pounds. Pounds. Yeah. And it came out to like 125 a ticket.
1: Okay. <laughs> but uh, good seats, I hope. I don't know. Yeah. Um, See, it was the opposite in New Zealand. New Zealand dollars are like 0.65, I think, of wow. US dollars. So every time I would spend $100, dollars be like, oh, there's only 60 bucks. What does New
0: Zealand offer the world? Like, what's their main export? Uh, Sheep. Fly really? Fly the
1: Concords. Fly of the, Concords, Fly of the yeah. Concords. Okay, that's true. Right. Jermaine. Rugby. Oh yeah, I'm wearing my all blacks hat right now. Actually, oh, it's a yeah. rugby team. Yeah, it's a big deal over there. Yeah, I gotta travel more. That and cricket, I still don't understand cricket. Oh, I don't. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna fit anybody. I think cricket's a stupid sport.
0: In all honesty, don't get it either. You can literally turn around at some point and hit the ball behind you. Yeah, I just don't. So I mean, they probably say that. Well, they don't our call it a ball. They call it a a wicket. Wicket. Or is that the bat? No, that's the bat. The ball is, I think, called the cricket, right? A wicket
1: know. and a cricket. That makes sense.
0: I guess, but uh, you whack the cricket with the wicket. I guess you spent time over there. You have all the answers.
1: Well, every every I did watch a few games in the in every park over there. They've got rugby games and cricket games going, and I don't know if if the people there just suck at cricket, but <laughs> nobody ever <laughs> hit the happened. ball. <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you missed the ball. It's like it's like hitting thing. it with a boat paddle. Yeah,
0: you can hit that. You can throw that thing super
1: hard though. From uh. what I've seen. They look ridiculous when they turn on. Sometimes out. the ESPN will get bored and throw cricket on. <laughs> when India is playing someone. Exactly. Like yeah. India. Indi- India and Pakistan. I don't understand the score either. It's like three hundred to ten.
0: Yeah, it's certain regions of the park are yeah. different points. I think.
1: You know, Google had a. Um, you know how they have the little Google, um, Doodles. Yeah. And one time they had a cricket um, game as the Google really? logo. Yeah, and I played. That I just
0: played one the other day. It was like a geometry style. Like, yeah. I think they call it geometric or something like that. Hmm. Like I could spend hours playing this one thing mm-hmm. on Google's homepage. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I I I I'm more excited about the London trip. Than the fact that I've never been out of the country that far. I've been to Mexico, but only on a cruise. So excited to go over there. Uh, I think this will kind of spark some more travel for me. Uh, I've Got my passport now, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I think I definitely want to go back to the Europe side and check out. Uh, Vienna and hmm. some German stuff. Uh, Vienna mostly, because obviously Mozart, Beethoven, all those guys. But uh, other than that, I, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you made it safe. And that's a long flight, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 15 hours. 15 Direct hours? from Houston to
1: Auckland. Direct. Non-stop. Good God. I watched on the way there. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, and I was going to the home of the Lord of the Rings, obviously. So I watched all three. Original Lord of the Rings, maybe back to back to back, and still had time. They had them on. Oh, of flight. course. Are you kidding me? It's Air New Zealand. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was I the th- only movies they had, actually. I no,
0: bet British kidding. Airways is gonna have like nothing but UK James films. Bond or something. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond is real. Yeah. But uh, this is
1: a 007 episode, so we might That's as well right. call it James Bond. That's right. It's gotta be called Jordan says you're crazy if you don't do that. Jordan says. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a waste. I might as well change the podcast name to Jordan Says.
1: I'll be on it every week.
0: Why don't you have your own podcast? I ain't got
1: time for that. Yeah, you do. If I had a podcast, um, it would probably be just talking about the... Spoilers for Star Wars nonstop. That's all I would talk about.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we should discuss any (laughs) Star Wars film.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've actually, I'm, I'm probably gonna go try to see it again tonight. I saw it opening night, and I just don't know what to think of it yet. So I'm gonna go back and watch it again, and maybe help some of my confusion.
0: We actually talked about this over lunch earlier, so you know my thoughts. But if you've seen it, uh, then I don't know. You, you people probably are more on our side than yeah. Some so far, people.
1: so far, the critics seem to love it, but the fan reaction is just a little bit confused and mostly disappointed. Yeah, it seems. I'd say I'm more disappointed. Yeah, but, well, I mean,
0: it's actually true. You don't have time because you work an hour away. So, yeah. Jordan is a mechanical
1: engineer. Hey. And. Uh, that sounds uh, more fancy than it is. I really just sit around and solve problems <laughs> all day. So he's a big I old get, nerd. I get paid to think. I am a nerd. I'm okay with that then.
0: But also a great guitar player, so, yeah. which is how we kind of got tied together, I guess. Yeah, I think so.
1: Um, We're not actually tied together. That's weird. No, that's pretty odd. I don't know why I said that. I don't either. Well, edit that out. I edit that. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll just bleep it out. Yeah, beep. That's what you should do. Anytime you say something you don't really like, just bleep it out. I want a for sample no pad, or I just have like laugh track, or like. That'd be good.
0: <laughs> be dumb. But, uh, you get up at like five a.m. to go to work. That's right. And Beaumont, which mm-hmm. is an hour away, you get home about five thirty. Yeah, so
1: right now it sucks because it's dark. You're oh yeah, I hate that. It's
0: kind of depressing, yeah.
1: honestly. It's very depressing.
0: But how do you how do you like? You obviously have two passions. Um, Only two. Well, actually, probably like four. Yeah. Or five. No, really, Star Wars, it's huge mm. Star Wars per uh fan. Yeah,
1: I know. Okay, so I I I think. I can claim something that not a lot of people can, or maybe even want to claim, is that since Disney acquired Lucasfilm, you ready? Mm-hmm. I have read every single book that's been released.
0: And how many books are that?
1: I don't know. A lot. I think it is a lot. Cause Probably thirty or fifty or something. But I've I've read every single Star Wars book in the new canon. And
0: you're pretty familiar with the Lord of the Rings universe as well. Yeah, too. yeah, I've read those a few times. Yeah, he knows like. Uh, Anthologies and like. I still haven't finished the
1: Silmarillion. I'm 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 slugging through the Silmarillion. It's a heck of a read. But if you're if you're if you're a Lord of the Rings nerd, you know the Silmarillion is kind of like the, the whatever. The end all.
0: Jordan knows like uh, lineage in Star Wars, and like he knows like (laughs) certain eras. He knows what like all the animals. I know too much about Star Wars. I'll admit it. That's one passion Jordan has. And then he's. He's a mechanical engineer. He got his degree here from McNeese and 14. 15. Right? 15. Graduated in 15. Super uh, senior.
1: Five year plan.
0: Same. So, uh, work in Beaumont, hour away. So, you get home late and then you just sit back and you chill. You listen to records and music is one another one of your passions. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I don't have a TV. I don't own a TV in my.
0: House. He for longest time didn't have Wi Fi in his house. Yeah, right. I had a I had a dang college now. kid move in
1: in my house and needed uh <laughs> needed Wi Fi for like homework yeah. and stuff. So I broke down and got it. Yeah. I don't well, know the password though. Okay. Yeah, so don't ask. All right. If you come over to my Fair house, enough. don't ask for the Wi Fi. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, Jordan has this nice little spot in his front room in his house where he's got his record player. He got a whole bunch of books and he's just chilling in his chair. That's right. Like a boss. If, if I'm
1: ever there, not there mostly. Like of the time. James Bond himself. That's right. Um, I'm not sure if James Bond just sits around and chills, but no, nah, probably not. If he does, he's drinking whiskey. True. Or does he drink? No, whiskey? martinis. Martinis. That's yeah, it's drinks. martinis. All oh, right, shaken, not stirred, right? Yeah. I need to
0: watch those movies again, but yeah, apparently I do. Um. Yeah, I've always found um your work ethic pretty admirable because I don't think I would take a job without moving an hour away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get up every morning and go do a job where I have to problem-solve all day, you know? Yeah. Well, and plus, you like the people you work
1: with. I, so. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about um, what I do, I work in an office. I work in a consulting firm, um, so I don't have to deal with the general public and normal people. I just deal with weirdos that are like me and think like me. Mm. So that makes it nice. If I ever had to interact with with everyday people i don't think i can handle it no i'm also I'm, I'm very um i'm a very goal-oriented person self-driven so the line of work that i'm in is perfect because i can just go in my office and not talk to anyone and just get my job done
0: yeah which uh in all the gigs i've played with you with you were prepared oh yeah and that is a big deal yeah if you, you,
1: you said i was a i don't know what you said great guitar player i'm definitely not a great guitar player i'm not even well, that I'm, maybe decent but i'm gonna out prepare you so that's well, how, that's how I get by.
0: Well, I mean, doesn't that make greatness anyway well, being prepared? Well, uh, to me like um uh, for me like my how my mind works, I could do other things. Um but music just kind of like overtook me in a way to where I don't really want to do things, but I know if I did do them, I would also be prepared to do them. Um which it seems like to me you're prepared for both. So yeah. it's like uh that's kind of admirable and kind of inspiring really. Cause like, you're like, okay, I, I make a salary and I have a salary job. Um, a not an easy job. I mean, you're good at your job, but it doesn't make it easy. Right. And then, um, and this, on top of that, you know, you play music on the side and you're in a band with actually one of my roommates and best friends. And, uh, so like
1: Blake Squatty Potty Gilbert.
0: Blake Squatty Potty Gilbert. Well, that's another story. <laughs> I gotta get him on here. Um, I think uh, the way your life works is something that people can kind of look up to because <laughs> at the same time, you know, um, playing gigs is fun. But when like you're somebody like me who kind of takes it pretty seriously, I mean, it is kind of another job. Mm-hmm. In a sense, um, seeing somebody who doesn't have to take it like a job, take it seriously is pretty. I would say it's pretty gratifying, honestly. But
1: appreciate that. If it's worth saying that, if I could take it as my full time job, I would. I yeah, just don't you said I it could. before. Yeah. I think I'd quit engineering and be a poor musician over a, over an engineer with a solid job.
0: Yeah, I would.
1: I would also travel full time if I could. So yeah, engineering just pays the bills.
0: I don't I can tell I can't tell you how many times I've been on Craigslist just looking at fans. <laughs> I really dude, I'm serious. Yeah. Very serious. Um and I am I'm the only person in my family that's like that though. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't mind doing that at all. I don't I don't mind um just packing up the drums and doing whatever, filling in for whoever or mm-hmm. just, you know. Uh but at the same time, you know, there's that safety net and all that kind of stuff, which you have um and what I could do, I guess, is uh, uh, save up enough to where I could do that. Just try it. I mean, mm-hmm. there was nothing wrong with trying it. Just buy a van for like 1500 bucks and just go. <laughs> but I don't know if I would get very far. But, um, yeah, I, I wanted you to know that because the uh, your situation is a little bit different from people I've geeked with otherwise besides Phil, who I need mm-hmm. to get on here. I'm playing with Phil at the mall on Sunday on, like, mall on December. Which is cooler 17. than it
1: sounds. Yeah, 17. Playing at the mall sounds like a pretty lame gig, but it's probably actually going to be pretty cool.
0: Actually, yeah, I, I think it will be. There's a little stage set up in there, so.
1: It's just, I, you know, I hate the mall, and malls in America are dying. Like, they're just Online going. shopping, taking over. Well, yeah, and just they're just not nice places. They're just, I don't know. I don't know, there's something, just something about a mall that the just turns me off. The one here get pretty... <laughs> Right. But yeah. at Christmas time I love the Preen Lake Mall. Yeah. It's just so festive and happy and everybody's spending money they don't have on presents, you know, it's great. Yeah, music for Christmas music playing.
0: That's one thing that um I have gotten better at. It's using this season for giving, not taking. You mm. know what I mean? As you get older you're like, Yeah, yeah. Get, you know I don't need anything. I right. want to see other people
1: get something. You know That's definitely mean? yeah. yeah, it comes with age.
0: Yeah. Because before I, before I was like, no, I want this. Well, yeah, when
1: you're a kid, you're just like, I just want presents all the time. And then when you're in high school, you're like, please just buy me some textbooks or something. Yeah, like, high school. Oh, well, you're homeschooled. Loans. I was going to get to that. Oh, but did I say high school? I'm at college. Yeah, college. college. just pay for my textbooks. Yeah, but you were homeschooled. I was homeschooled, yeah. Uh, That's, that probably uh, played into my nerdiness a little bit. And, well. Yeah. I mean. Somehow I developed decent social skills. I guess I just lucked into it.
0: No, I would say you. it's almost like you weren't homeschooled because come on this piece. no i know you, I, I know most homeschooled people you're like eh, you yeah, were homeschooled for yeah. sure yeah. but yeah. like jordan it's like uh, when i first met him i didn't even think anything of your social skills it's just i don't know maybe it's kind of how you interpreted life i mean probably your parents were very uh taught you social skills right or
1: uh i don't know um i mean it's not like i it's not like i didn't have friends mm-hmm. um I mean, I did spend a lot of time at home. and I did spend a lot of time with my parents and brothers. I have four younger brothers. Um, but, I mean, I, I went to a private school until seventh or eighth grade or something like that. So, I was really just uh, homeschooled throughout high school. And by then, I already had friends, you know, from when I was a kid. And uh, the church I went to, you know, I made friends. And I made friends really quickly when I got to college. Um, so, I don't know. I kind of just developed my own social skills, I guess. Which, probably when I was a freshman, I think I was a bit of a jerk. I was kind of arrogant. Mm. And... uh thought i was hot stuff i think well but that probably that probably came from my isolation right well so, you know at my at my at no my home school, i was uh, valedictorian you know prom, prom queen <laughs> yeah. uh, star quarterback everything
0: yeah. Yeah. man dude <laughs> now what's interesting i always forget that you were homeschooled just because you've been a while you've been so far past that yeah. point but i mean you've been out of college with almost three years now yeah. so um for me it's more like uh I couldn't imagine those years not in high school. Like, being homeschooled mm-hmm. at that point would sure. have been, like... Just thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know how it would handle that. Sure.
1: Um, well, you were just in Singer, my hometown. I was. And you saw the high school. It looks like a warehouse. And that's no wonder why I was homeschooled.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I passed through, and I was like, man, dude, that... Even when I moved here, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, like, I couldn't imagine the situation. Like, the situation I came from was packed in, Right. Like, people everywhere kind of thing and i don't know if y'all noticed lately but there's been more people in Lake charles there's just keep there's just more and more people we don't have room for just right. stop moving to Lake charles no, okay? Lake charles is booming it is booming the extensions and the growth everywhere it's it's really great at the same time traffic is terrible at all times so um yeah I, people come from different situations that's what i loved about coming here and seeing that um, I didn't really realize it until it was going on, but, uh, yeah, I don't, know. so when you were homeschooled, did you practice guitar a lot? Well, how'd you get into playing guitar? Is that what, um, I've never known that.
1: Actually. So, uh, my mom's side of the family is all extremely musical, usually just by, they all play by ear. Um, they're all a bunch of Cajuns who would just sit around and play guitars and banjos and fiddles and. Uh, whatever else harmonica and sing my they just you know every family gathering we get around and sing no matter what time of year it is we're always singing something old hymns or christmas music or whatever um and one day my great grandpa he's still alive uh, he's super old but one day he just brought an old guitar that he had to my parents house Uh, i think i was like 14 or 15 and just gave it to me and was like hey you should learn how to play this basically because nobody in nobody in my immediate family played any music and my man my mom sings but nobody played an instrument and they i guess didn't understand why <laughs> so he just brought a guitar dropped it off my house and you know i was homeschooled and i was 15 and i had nothing better to do with my life so i just learned guitar youtube is a it's a powerful thing oh yeah i think YouTube, they had youtube when i was 15
0: youtube university yeah so were YouTube you YouTube. ever upset with being homeschooled
1: when i when i first started yeah i wasn't a big fan of it but Man, I was I was like, uh, what, thirteen or fourteen? How old are you in in eighth grade? Eighth grade, no, like 15, fourteen, yeah, fourteen, yeah. fifteen. I didn't know any better. I, you know, it, it was my parents' decision, and I had no say in it really. Um, and I was times were a little different for me back then. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and my uh, pastimes were hunting, fishing, riding four wheelers, things like that. So when I was homeschooled. And hunting season came around. Uh, my dad would take a couple of weeks off of work, and we would take a couple of weeks off of school because we could do that, and we just go hunt for two weeks. So your mom taught you? Eh, yeah. After I mean, hopefully she doesn't listen to this, but after about ninth grade, she couldn't really help me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of I just kind of learned from the books and uh, and from uh, I think I had one online curriculum for math actually, but everything else was just you read it out of the book and learn. And I think that ended up helping me in the long run. Um, in college just being self motivated and um, and then at work too just again figuring things out on my own without really having to reach out to anybody else has benefited me a lot
0: so you're not really a visual learner are you
1: um no i'm a i'm a trial and error learner which hmm. is <laughs> I, I squeaked through college uh don't let anybody you know just because i'm mechanically it doesn't mean i'm a i'm a four genius uh i i i worked really hard just to get through school because um Again, I'm a trial and error learner, so I'm I'll make mistakes, but I don't make the same mistake twice. I learn from my mistakes, mm-hmm. so that doesn't do well on on tests, <laughs> right? Because once you once you've made that mistake, that's it. Um, and and very seldom are those same problems or even scenarios repeated, especially in engineering. Um, but that's helped me in the real world. Is that. Uh, when I'm when I'm working, you know, with a for my boss or doing the project for somebody else, I'm under somebody. I'll make that mistake and they'll catch it and they'll tell me, "Look, this is you know this should have been this, or this is how you do that, or this process was a little wrong, this answer outcome was a little wrong." Um, I'll I'll correct that immediately and I won't make that mistake again.
0: Which kind of it's kind of different in the music world because sometimes mistakes are actually most of the time mistakes are okay. I mean, yeah. Sometimes they add to what you're trying to do right. or. Sometimes you come across something that's a mistake that ends up being an idea
1: that I think that kind of depends on the player a little bit right and the style that you're playing right so i'm i am not you're never gonna see me in a guitar solo duel with anybody i'm never I'm not really a jammer i'm gonna sit down and think about what i'm gonna play and write it and then play it um so the band I play with team theory you're never you're not really gonna see us doing much spontaneous you know. Garage jam music songs um, in our, on our shows. Now, maybe Philip will, will, he's more of a freestyle guitarist, so he'll do some of that, but I'll just play what I've written behind him. So I kind of turn into the rhythm guitarist on that point. But as far as writing music, then yeah, I, I like to sit down and, and write the lead parts and, and kind of, I also use re- repetition a lot um, in my style of play. So I think that that's where that trial and error stuff comes from, is that I'm not very good at, at, at uh, just doing things on the spot. Cause I will make mistakes, but then if I get to sit down and, and write it out and, and, or play it out and I'll learn from that mistake and then change it for the next time and then rehearse that and that'll be good to go.
0: Okay. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. It does depend on the setting, right? Mm-hmm. Cause Wesley plays a lot of jazz gigs. I'm trying to play more jazz gigs, but Wesley plays a lot of jazz gigs where there's a lot of improv mm-hmm. soloing, like, Hey Wes, take this section or whatever. Uh, so
1: that's not me usually I'd like to get better at that, but that's just not how my mindset works or right. how my playing style works.
0: Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I thought the same way. Um, when I got into the higher level of playing in college, uh, especially like, and you know, sometimes they'll, they'll throw out like solo sections in hand drumming class or, or workshops and they'll throw out solo sections in steel pan and certain charts, uh, i had to throw myself in there because i was like man i just i'm not a good soloist i'm just mm-hmm. not a good improv guy what i've come across is like man people just don't really pay attention to what sounds like sometimes what you think sounds bad actually sounds good you know mm. what i mean yeah and it's get you almost have to like put yourself outside of yourself and kind of listen or you kind of have to know where you're going yeah Oh, uh, and the best soloists are the ones who know where they're going and it's how they get there. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, recently I just watched Kenny G play live. I don't know. That sounds like, like how, but like (laughs) I watched Kenny G play live because, uh, Josh a hooked it up with some tickets. Um, he met their percussionist on a flight back to Lake Charles from Alabama. I don't know. I guess they're on the same connecting flight or something like that. And, um, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Ron Powell. I play percussion for Kenny G because he saw Josh's drum bag and he's like, "You got you play drums?" And he's like, "Yeah." So I got to talking. He ends up, Ron ends up giving us eight tickets, hmm. and uh, Josh takes me and some of his family and some of the guys he, he gigs with, and uh, uh, we text Ron after the show like, "Hey, thanks for the tickets, whatever." And he's like, "Hey, come backstage." And we go backstage. We're talking to Ron and. You know, we're talking to him, like, hey, that was incredible. Uh, he was playing so many, like, Brazilian, like, stuff that, like, we had learned about but not really developed. He was playing some Brazilian hand percussion. We were just, like, geeking out, and we're telling him all that. And he stops mid-sentence, and we turn around, Kenny G's right there. And I'm like, ah, Kenny G. What's up, dude? But the way Kenny G was playing was, like, this guy, it was just, like, as a musician listening to it and like you had some people out there who were just in the audience that were just listeners, right? Mm-hmm. They've listened to Kenny G since the eighties that, uh, famous, like when, <laughs> and like that famous song, they were like, yes. And for me, it was how he was getting to those melodic points. Cause he was, dude, he's not going to play the same thing every night. He's right. going to just friggin' jump off a cliff. Like there's no way with that awesome hair. Oh my God. Uh, but, uh, Man, he was, like, throwing in some, like, crazy scales, some crazy licks, and I was like, that is what makes him great. And, like, people mess around, like, Kenny G, like, well, you want Kenny G to play at your wedding, all this kind of stuff? Like, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I would, because he's a seasoned musician who, like, knows his instrument, knows what he wants to play, knows where he wants to go, and that's how he gets there is what makes him great. He was playing some crazy stuff. I wish people could see it live. Uh, I have some video of what he was doing, but... Just shredding it was like the cleanest thing you've ever heard hmm. um, but that's that's what kind of I want where I want to go like let's say I hop on a steel pan a steel pan gig, I want to play something and I want it to make sense and i want it I want to know where I'm going and how I get there is what I need to work on, obviously, but it's just super inspiring. I look for inspiration in a, in a lot of different places and somebody in your situation who has a full-time passion and then another passion that you get to do for fun mm-hmm. and you know you're just hanging out and you know what you want to play and you work on what you want to play you're in a band team theory who plays locally around here most of the time mm-hmm. um, y'all got any upcoming gigs uh,
1: we're, we got a few things filled for January I don't know off the top of my head uh, mm-hmm. I know I've got at least one gig I think it's floppies uh, sometime in the middle of January I need to check my calendar
0: yeah I'll be there on the 22nd um, it's a great place to play uh, y'all have any y'all have been working on any new stuff? I know. Oh yeah,
1: we've got a, we've we've got an, an album's worth of new music. Just uh, we haven't been able to get together and, and schedule anything for recording. I mean, like you said, I got married this this November uh, and honeymoon and Christmas, so it's like there's no time for for anything else.
0: I wonder if Maggie won't want to do a
1: podcast. Hmm. She she yeah <laughs> maybe. She's uh, a creative, uh, super awesome photographer. Yes. Uh, and just I mean, she really is a creative in in the real sense of the word. I mean, a lot of people. A lot of people throw that word around, but uh, I mean, she owns her own business and her, her income and her livelihood, basically. I mean, I'm, she, you know, she's married to me, so I'm going to take care of her, you know, if she needs it, but her, her livelihood depends on her ability to create art and to have people convince people that they should buy that art. You know,
0: that's one thing that I've uh, realized too, is looking at something that um, like, what is art? Like, what is a creation? Um, What is a craft? You know what I mean? And like, uh, I saw this video float around on Facebook of this guy shining shoes, but he was really, really good at it. Hmm. And a lot of people were commenting, like, this is an art. Like, this is an art. Like, even shining shoes, you know what I mean? It's a service, but at the same time, people can say the same thing for barbering. Yeah, like, It's like an art. It's a craft. So, uh, like, somebody like Maggie's, like, somebody I could bring on because, yeah, it, as you... Like, your livelihood depends on, um, like the gig she gets like she's a fashion photographer right mostly uh
1: yeah mostly I and mean, that's I, she would tell you that was that's what she would want to do full-time is where you there's really no you know when you when you work for a client for a wedding or a family shoot or whatever there's obviously expectations and there's kind of a mold that you have to pretty much stay within to to give somebody you know wedding photos or or whatever but with fashion um there's really no limits there's no boundaries and that that truly you you truly can create new new things uh with that so that's what she likes to do but you know doesn't uh weddings and and uh you know family photography things like that and what what pays the money
0: mm. well uh and like how is it um do you guys ever find like similarities between like how you guys think was because of that like um so so
1: playing in a band and trying to gig and write new music and have people appreciate your new creation and music and not just covering other people's work Mm -hmm. and being a fashion photographer and putting out new content instead of doing what everybody else does those those two are definitely um definitely correspond a lot um she has the same struggles that team theory struggles you know like just getting people to appreciate it and and to understand all the work that goes into it and and that you are trying to create something new instead of just copying what's already out there
0: yeah we've talked about this before about there's always an audience kind of thing yeah. there's somebody out there who's going to appreciate you yeah. know we were just talking before this about how many plays i've been getting on these episodes mm-hmm. you know man if it's one person i'm fine with that <laughs> as long as it's getting out there you know what i mean yeah it's not like um, there's like a dislike button or anything you can dislike it that's fine but there's always an audience out there for somebody right
1: and that's that's how i feel with music because like you said it isn't my full-time job i love doing it and i would do it full-time if i could but for us to record new music and put an album out it's not really to make money i mean obviously we'd like to be reimbursed for the money we spend making it but um but our first album we put out completely for free like we just gave away even even hard copies we were just giving away for free because it's not like we want the recognition or anything like that it's like that's part of the joy of of making this art and making this music is to just share it with other people because you know it's like you or, or somebody as soon as i write a new guitar lick or we, team theory comes up with a new song i'm gonna like show you like dude check this out how, mm-hmm. look how, this, how cool this is like I, I love the way this sounds and that's that's really why we want to get music out there um just to just because it's fun to share it you know
0: yeah yeah that's uh exactly why i like the drumming community because the like the guitar community i feel like um there's a lot of camaraderie Mm -hmm. um, especially in the social social media world instagram primarily uh, just people posting what they've been working on polished forms and sometimes they'll post sheet music along with Mm. it like this is how we got to this point this is what we're playing right here
1: and the great thing about that is if it's if it's new if it's your creation there's really no wrong answer like i mean somebody might say dude that sucks but 10 other people might say man that's awesome like you you did that that's 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 one thing know.
0: you have to kind of get over yeah sometimes like all, well not you but me and i was like well i mean that's not that very good but at the same time who am i to who am i to say that you know yeah. what i mean it's somebody could have spent hours on just working on one groove and somebody going there and like ah eh. yeah you know what i mean that's part of the and again that's part of the gig you just get something you got to be aware of but um
1: well, you just learn that there's so many nuances to each instrument, like especially guitar. So I used to be that douchebag that would go to shows and be like, ah, oh, man, that guy's not even that good. Like, why is he playing with that band? Why is he touring full time? Like, there's, I know people that can play it better, or I could even play it better, but that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not the point. Like, oh. uh, everybody, it, it, I mean, you could sit down with the same piece of music and, and 10 different people play it 10 different ways, you know? Right. Like just the way you, the way you strike the strings or, or fret the, you know, fret the strings or whatever. I mean, that's just, there's just a million different ways to do the same thing. Um, so I don't know. It's just, when, like I said, when you put something out there that you've done, you've created, it's really hard to, to say that's not good because it's it's what you think is good. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
0: but that transfers over into your own playing too. You're thinking so analytically that you're trying to break down every little thing that you just did or something that you're learning. It's like, well, I mean, what if I just listen to it and just try to play it as best I can by yeah. just listening to it? Right. Um, I had that problem for a long time. My drum set playing, where I was like on YouTube, like trying to like see what these guys are playing, like some of the people I look up to, seeing what they play, like exact stickings, dynamics, mm-hmm. everything. It's just a waste of time. Just listen to it, get inspired by that, and then go and take it yeah. in, as see, you will.
1: Honestly, I, I didn't. I don't think I did it on purpose. I don't think I knew what I was doing at the time. But that's honestly kind of kind of how I learned to play guitar. Like I don't I don't know the lick for Crazy Train or sweet home alabama or whatever it is that every guitarist learns when they're first starting out um because i just never really covered a lot of licks i never really had one person that i just kind of emulated and tried to copy their style i just like you said i would listen to music that i liked and be inspired by that and then when i'm even if i was covering the song or even trying to mimic the style of play i would just play based on what i was hearing not exactly breaking down every note and and chord and things like that like uh, we talked about Phil a lot. He he plays John Mayer like dude. He just freaking kills oh, Any John Mayers. Yeah, but like player. But I never really sat I mean, I don't know how many how many hours he spent maybe on YouTube or whatever Just listening to John Mayer and like covering those songs. I never really got into that. I guess um, Just learning like songs like for lick so if you if you asked me to sit down and play a John Mayer song, I probably wouldn't be able to do it because I wouldn't know exactly what he's playing or whatever. I just kinda make up my own bluesy licks based on the style. Um, so that's that's probably uh serves me better in some ways than others and um, you know, obviously it doesn't work for everybody, but that's that's kinda how I learned to play guitar, was just really the ideas that they were that were behind the song rather than the actual notes that they were playing.
0: Yeah, and so that leads you to be a little bit more free, um, in your listening too. for me, uh I had to get over that analytical listening mm-hmm. and uh, that's one thing I I felt like I was lacking was uh, freedom in listening. So.
1: Hmm. Um, it also makes me write stuff that sounds like other people's stuff on accident. Because another another thing about the way I listen to music and write music is that I'll 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 listen to one band or one person for a long time and then just completely forget about him and move on. But then I'll write something years later or a year later um, that will very much sound like that and then somebody will be like, Oh man, that sounds just like this song. It's mm. like, Well every song sounds like other song and then they'll be like, No really, listen to this And I'm like, Oh crap, I know that <laughs> song. Like am I just am I just like subconsciously mimicking that yeah. lick that I heard, you know?
0: Yeah, like, sometimes that happens. So. Yeah. and then like like just the other day I was practicing and I was, you know, just messing around doing some improv stuff and I was playing this lick on the drum set and I was like, Wow, that's pretty nice. Uh but I know I've heard it before. Mm. Sure enough, it's something similar to t- what Thailander plays, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is almost the exact same thing. So, it's just kind of like stuff that gets buried in your subconscious, which yeah. is why I believe that you should just immerse yourself. If you're really serious about an instrument, just watch something on it every chance you get, or some some kind of content. Listen to whatever you want to listen to, and, and it will get, it will be a part of you at some mm. point. Um, that's why I, uh, that's why I try to watch. At least one YouTube video about drums a day, just so I can, not only because I want to, but because I I think it'll help me no matter what it is, um, whether it's about gear, uh, setting up gear, um, mm-hmm. playing, technique stuff like, I try to immerse myself in something like that every day. Um, just because I, I take the instrument. I I seriously I think about the instrument, all the time, and everything. So. Because I'm a crazy person, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, do you have to get going soon? No, man, I'm good. You're I'm good. good. Let's just chill. Uh, we haven't even gotten to traveling yet.
0: That's true. Yeah, we do. a little bit. A little
1: bit, in New Zealand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, where you want to go? Well, where, where are you going next?
1: Yeah, I'm going to well, just the West, the American West has my stolen my heart. I love the American yeah. West. It's a great place. Um, but over New Year's, I'm going to. Probably the Grand Canyon. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go like I-10 all the way to Phoenix, which I haven't, I've never done, actually. I've, I've been, Good luck out, I've been going out. through Texas. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, well, I'm just so tired of that. So, so the stretch between Houston and um, Mobile, Alabama, could possibly be the worst stretch of road in the world. I'm not sure. But second to that, at least, is that stretch between Fort Worth and Amarillo. That's that I just I can't stand that you just you think it's gonna end and it just doesn't end I, I think I've driven that road for five days one time. Amarillo guess, sucks. Yeah, really sucks
0: I was there during the summer going to Colorado.
1: Yeah, so Thanks. I'm kind of tired of that route um, yeah. I've, I've, I've been that way like three times this year Just going out west. So I think this time I'm gonna I'm gonna take I-10 Houston San Antonio El Paso um, Phoenix and then from there we're gonna go up to the Grand Canyon do a little bit of hiking in the snow It's be great. Um, and then Sedona uh, Zion Grand Staircase, Escalante, um, where Trump just, you know, cut some land out. Actually, he didn't, but that's for another time. Yeah. Uh, well, he's and then been doing that a lot. And then okay. from there, uh, just over to Colorado, probably go to Silverton, maybe do some skiing, snowboarding, something like that, and head back.
0: Okay. Well, it, uh, I was thinking about going out west myself next month and uh, checking that out, going to Vegas uh, oh. for a, a visit. and um, But... At the, uh, at the same time, uh, actually, no, I was going to talk about this. You and your then-fiancé, now-wife, took a weekend trip to New Mexico once.
1: So we drove, um, let's see, I think it ended up being about 2,000 miles round trip for three days in the mountains. What? That's great, that's great. Yeah, we left, um, we left on a Friday night uh, so I got off work on Friday. Um, we drove to Red River, New Mexico that night, like literally all night. It's only fifteen hours, so it's not bad. Uh, only fifteen well, hours. Well, it's really, I mean, if you're, yeah, when we're driving to the Grand Canyon, it's like twenty four hours drive, mm-hmm. and I've driven to Seattle before too. That was thirty seven hours. Uh, so it's only fifteen oh, it's hours. Some miles in on the soup. It's only fifteen hours to uh, Red River, and we we just drove that all night. I think I I think I stopped and took a nap somewhere around the state line, like Texas, New Mexico state line, something like that. Um drove there and then didn't sleep when we got there because we got there like that morning. So we just drove up the mountain, made camp and then we're there for like three days and then turned around and drove home. that's beautiful though. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's it's totally worth it, I think. I mean most people most people don't think that it's worth that. I and I understand that. I mean I I get that I'm crazy for driving all night uh a lot and putting, you know, a hundred thousand miles on my car in two years. I understand that. (laughs) <laughs> well, you also drive two hours every day. So. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think it's worth it, and I enjoy it. And honestly, I, you know, I try to I try to push people to travel more because all through college I didn't travel as much as I could have, and I kind of regret that because I I didn't realize how much free time I actually had. I, now I didn't have the money to travel then. Uh, I was poor, broke, but I could have I could have scraped it together and made it work, and I didn't. So now a lot of friends that I have now and, and, uh, you know, they're talking about, Oh, we're going we're to, we're thinking about going to cruise, uh, for our vacation next day. Screw that, man. Like load up your car and drive to Wyoming or something, you mm-hmm. know, it just, there's so much to see out West. Um, and it's just unbelievably beautiful. And in America, man, we're so, we're so blessed with, with so much diversity in our, in our, in our, um, in our scenery. Like New Zealand was awesome. Um, I'll but look it looked the same. Well, No. Um, but it's just, it's small. Um, you could like, we were there for three weeks and we saw just about everything they was to see. Yeah. And the national parks are real small and they're very strict and they don't let you go off trail. They don't really let you, they only let you camp in like one spot. And it was really just a gravel parking lot. I was kind of disappointed by that. Uh, most of the national parks weren't that great over there, but over here, we've got like BLM land and state forest and national parks. And just like, it's all so open for you to just do whatever you want. Like where we go in Utah. I mean, I could, you can literally just. Take your car off of the road, like just drive it off of the road in the desert or something or the rocks if you as far as you can make it, set up camp you want a fire, you chop down a tree or collect dead wood and build a fire you got a you got poop you dig a hole in, <laughs> and poop in it like it's it's awesome yeah. it's it's just awesome and like out there you only have what you bring with you like that's that's it like I know that I know that doesn't sound very profound, but it really is when you go out there and you, you can't have forgotten to put ice in the ice chest, or you can't have forgotten to pick up meat at the store or to bring a lighter or whatever, you know, cause that's, that's it, like you're just stuck out there. Uh, cause it's you know, maybe three hours drive back to the nearest town or something like that. And there might not be another person that drives down that road for two days, you know? So that's, that's just a really cool feeling to, to have that you know, you're using the shelter you brought out there with you. You're using the fuel that you brought with you. You're using the food that you brought with you, water. If you don't have enough water, you're sorry. You're dead, yeah like you gotta turn around or 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 die it's well, great it's i great there's
0: been like a common theme in all these podcasts I've been listening to lately about people bringing on these people that travel a lot, but they also you know backpack and mm-hmm. hike a lot uh mostly hunters who um are avid uh you know meat eaters and like mm-hmm. hunting for food, all that kind of stuff scavenging yeah um they're always like. You know, you don't really truly know who you are until you're out there. What the world really is, Mm -hmm. the world Mm. has longer has been for a way longer period of time been just nature, forests. You know, um, the wooded areas, jungle. It's been that, and this. You know, urban civilization we've been in has been way less of a time. Sure. And. You really truly know who you are when you're out there for an extended period of time, just out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I'm super inspired to do that. Me and you gotta go camping. We've always been yeah, talking I about it.
1: Up in Kassachi. We we're supposed to go right now. We we're supposed to be there. Yeah, we we're supposed to be there. But you got a Christmas stuff, party planning for, yeah. right? Christmas stuff ruined our time. I was supposed to be camping last week too, but it snowed and my brother's chickened out. Ah, uh, we could have camped in the snow in Louisiana.
0: Yeah, hmm. it did snow. That's another thing that happened. Snowed, it's solid.
1: Yeah, two or three inches, something like yeah. that here. It's great. Are we supposed to be uh, getting maybe some more Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm kind of getting my hopes up a little bit. Yeah. I might cry if it snows on Christmas Day. Okay, that's yeah.
0: super. You should
1: write, You should record that. I'll do fact. that, yeah. <laughs> Just one tear, though. Just one. Just out of the right eye. And then I'll freeze. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I really
0: appreciate you coming in and doing this. No problem, bro. Thanks for... Getting, being the startup guest. The, the startup guest? Well, the back the back again guest.
1: Oh, so you could say we're the, we're the, I'm the spark.
0: Yeah, you're the spark. I will light the fire. Yeah. I will burn the
1: first order down. Okay. You know no? what? Okay. It's, it's too much Star
0: Wars for me. <laughs> but, you know, um, thank you to you and thank you to Wesley. and our sponsor. R&R Mobile Recording, LLC, for helping me once again. And um, so, Jordan... Uh, actually documents some of his travels on his Instagram, um, at Jordan says, Jordan a says, Jordan a says, uh, his wife has a
1: Instagram, um, hers is way better. Maggie Bradshaw. Yeah. Mine is just pictures of my Subaru. <laughs> Seriously.
0: She takes really great pictures and, and he uses her camera and takes great pictures of his Subaru in various places. Right. So. And Jordan is also in the local band Team Theory, which um they're like an indie alternative rock group. Mm-hmm. Um they have an album out called Redo Replay. Redo Replay.
1: And if you
0: want one, just hit him up, he'll give you one.
1: Yeah, we're on Spotify, iTunes, yeah. uh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. You can you can just list it for free on Spotify forever. I'll find it and I'll put a link hey. in the description. And uh
0: yeah thanks for coming in dude thanks no
1: for problem, doing man. this thanks for having me it's fun yeah
0: absolutely alright so our next guest um, coming up next week is Mr. Ephron Simon um, I'm glad to be back doing this I'm glad to have some consistency in this again so thanks for listening see you next time